Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Welcome to Season 3. If you enjoy listening to our show, consider subscribing to us on YouTube for exclusive video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. Greg and Beppy are your hosts today. My brother, Nick the Intern, has joined us once again. Hello, Nick. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me back. It's good to be back from behind the scenes. So uh, today we are talking about Journey and Abzu, two games that I think really pushed forward the idea of games as art, which sounds like a very archaic thing to say in 2022. But when these games came out, Journey especially, I think Journey pushed that idea forward and helped video games as a medium maybe uh, go into the mainstream and maybe um, uh, fight back against that. Are video games art? Are they not? So we're going to break down them both. Uh, so, Beppy, go ahead. Take it away. Sure. Uh, might be a little bit uh, surprising for our guests that we're covering these after, you know, we had all that Metal Gear, we had Halo... Getting into some nice, quiet, gentle indie games here. <laughs> yep. Um, when did you guys pl uh, first play Journey? So this is really strange, and it's totally like uh, it was not on purpose. Mm -hmm. I played Journey literally 10 years ago last week. Like, Journey was the first. Also, this is very like anachronistic. Journey was the first game I ever downloaded on a PlayStation that I bought oh. a code for instead of buying a disc. That's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Isn't that so weird to even think about? PlayStation yeah. 3, right? PlayStation 3. That's so, cool. um, And I was... first played uh, two days ago. Right. Yeah, I should say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in preparation for this episode, Nick and I played Journey and Abzu together on the couch. Very that's right. sweet. Very that's sweet. Very sweet. So this was 2012. Um, were you familiar with uh, their previous games, Flow? Or flower no so i didn't play either one mm -hmm. um i i believe flow and flower were either uh college projects uh, by genova chen or at least that's where they started i yeah. could be incorrect yeah that but i did right. not play them i haven't played them either maybe one day we'll do a little bit on those but those are our first couple games and i didn't know that this one was like in the works for a while like mm -hmm. 2007 was when it started oh, I okay think. oh wow so it took them a while to get off the ground you did mention genova chen is kind of like the the uh the genius behind all this stuff um, I, I was reading a little bit about his intent with this game created to have more of a beyond the typical, you know, defeat, kill, win objective. I think it succeeds in that respect, but there was a lot of kind of, uh, I mean, it is a very abstract experience. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, I think it went through a lot of different iterations, mm -hmm. um, before it actually came together as we know it. There, they ascribed to an interesting philosophy which I hadn't heard of, which was the Japanese garden, where you, you take away anything that feels like it doesn't fit. And ah. I think um, that is probably why it's so... It's very minimalist. Yeah, I was about um, to use that word, yeah. And I think it's... Something about it is that the, like, the limitations of this game is really what makes it so universal. Mm -hmm. Like and it pretty much I think if you put this in front of like the vast majority of people, they would take away like the intended message and experience. Yeah, and I think it, it really shouldn't be understated that when this came out, this was a a very new thing for I guess for for indie games, for console games. Yeah. Like there you could probably point your uh, at examples today of so many indie games or games that look amazing that maybe have um 
what's the word like, like deeper meanings or behind the symbolism or the, or what the game looks like. Yeah. But I think it, it shouldn't be understated in 2012. This was a very, um, a new, a very new thing. Yeah. For the industry. Yeah. Well, we, ha- we had like, you know, braid in 2008, we had limbo in 2010, yep. but they weren't like, I mean, I think journey won like the IGN game of the year or something like that. Yeah. I mean, also I, I, what's really, uh, interesting to note here too, is that the composer, of Journey is Austin Wintery, and he was nominated for a Grammy for Journey. Yes. I I believe that was the first time ever a video game soundtrack was nominated. Very big for the business and very good for gamers in general. So I have a question. Is that like a common occurrence now? Video game composers getting Grammys or nominated for anything? I don't know. I I think there's an interactive media category now. I could be wrong. There are people who are more knowledgeable on the Grammys than me. I think it, it... uh, the categories have expanded since. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that Austin Wintory being nominated for this, it's like incredible. It's an incredible, incredible deal, feat. especially <laughs> back then. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot, of, I'm going to be saying that a lot. Yeah. Like in 2022, that might not sound impressive. In 2012, it definitely was. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And Journey was really the first one of those games to really hit mainstream. Break yeah. yeah. Breakthrough. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's get into it. Let's mm-hmm. get into kind of like the premise of this game, uh, the setting and everything. You start out kind of like in a desert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is completely devoid of dialogue of any kind the entire game and um, your character is a is kind of like this little robed figure uh, red robed kind of looks like very geometric mm-hmm. very simple and striking imagery um, kind of uh, both games we're going to be discussing actually reminded me a little bit of the Wind Waker's kind of uh, oh sure cell shaded yep. sort of mm-hmm. thing yeah, yeah sure very striking uh, kind of imagery there and um, essentially it is a lot of walking Yep. Um, for the most part, there's some jumping. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's like a little bit of a chime move you can do to interact yep. with the yes. environment. Yep. So there's like there's a little bit of a puzzle solving atmosphere to the game. Like a platformy type. Yeah, of there's a there's app. there's just enough like it, it, what I kind of say these days is there's just enough game in here mm-hmm. to like make it a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I think I said to, to you, Nick, right when we started, because I kind of forgot that I had played it and you hadn't, you were kind of walking around and testing out the controls, and I made a comment like all you do is walk and go. You see, really cool thing right off the bat that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I love how your quote unquote objective is not written on the screen, but it's visually in front of you. Yeah. There is a mountain, light coming from mountain, walk at mountain. Very clear. Yep. Very, very, uh, clear. very easy to understand. You know, speaking of what you were saying, one thing I really loved about that, one thing I noticed immediately is that there's no HUD or anything. Yeah, there's nothing on there the screen. There is nothing except for the surroundings. And yeah. I think I-, I told you too, like I played this game for the first time two days ago. I'd heard of it, of course, but I jumped in and I'm like, this game looks incredible. It, and it yeah, came it out in 2012. Awesome. It looks awesome. This is yeah, awesome. I played it on PC this time. I mm-hmm. played it initially, I think, in 2013 on the PS3. Sure. But I played it on PC. And of course, like I'm sure they've made all these improvements, you sure. know, kind of uh, the port and everything. Um, I, it looked incredible, very breathtaking visually really kind of immerses you in the world. A lot of like just uh, exemplary uses of light and color. Yes. Kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you remember at one point you're sliding down and it's it's a shot of you from the side and yes. the sunlight is coming in and like, wow, that looks I great. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, um, can I make comments about the character that you play yeah, as? Sure. Yeah. So what I really loved about the character is that it could be anybody, right? Yep. You're yep. not, you're no particular gender. You don't have a name. You could, this is literally a person that you could just insert yourself into and anyone can be this character. You're I just really kind like of a that. hooded figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that. Could be anyone. And I thought it was kind of interesting that 
the opening areas are kind of like Middle East inspired or maybe mm-hmm. North African where you yep. kind of have these t- and it's sort of getting into like that Babylonian like yeah. cradle of civilization kind of uh, influence there um, because there's a very kind of um, the, a lot of the design philosophy with this game is to make it kind of a unifying experience mm-hmm. whereas like I was ta- I was remarking when I was playing through it. I was like, "It's funny that you can't like." So there is an element of co-op in yes. this game. Mm-hmm. We found a person when we were playing the two. other day. Yeah. We were a couple people. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there are like AI ones that they dropped in. Like you know, say I'm I'm assuming uh-huh. at the time there were a lot more people actually playing online. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure if they wanted to make you have that experience because I saw I think one person who had like a. Like it, it felt like a Steam username or something, yeah. <laughs> and then another one that just was just like a glyph or something. Sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. So I was gonna say this too: a very Dark Soulsy multiplayer vibe from yes. this game, yeah. where like it, the game is very lonely, but then you have uh, occasionally these other players are in your world helping you jump and fly. Yeah, and you, it, it's very like in and out of your world. It had to have been inspired by Souls, right? I mean, it came out after. It has to be. It's interesting because it's in development for thinking. so long. Parallel thinking. Be. Yeah, sure. Well, I was going to say that. So basically, you you can only really help each other. Yes. And yep. he deliberately said, let's make it just, you know, you don't need them to solve puzzles. They can't get in your way. You can't communicate at all mm-hmm. um, because he didn't want uh, biases to emerge. Like, you know, like ah. it, it's all... We're all the human race. We're all, you know, in this game, we're all kind of on equal footing. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting because, you know, you you get like, you know, playing Halo, you get harassment and, you know, <laughs> just people talking shit on the mic and stuff. Right. So I think that was a pretty, for the time, before, you know, online gaming was like even more widespread as we know it now, it was a pretty, you know, kind of prescient thing to do. But whether it was AI or not, I, I didn't, either you hadn't said or I forgot, I didn't know if this game had a co-op component. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about it or something. So when I saw another player drop in, I was like, holy shit, wait, what's happening? It's very like interlaced in the game. Yeah, it's very, it's it's very so cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they're just sort of curiously uh, interacting with each other. And um, so that's an element. You kind of, I think over the course of the game, you, you, uh, the only real marker of progress besides your proximity to the mountain is the scarf. Yeah. Your scarf grows. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, um, you, you collect these little like balls of light or something that, that mm-hmm. grow them. And I was just curious because I'm going to have more to say about this at the end, but what did the scarf like represent to you guys? To I me, don't know. I, what do you think, Nick? To, to me, me, it just kind of looked like progress markers or like almost like your trail markings that you're putting on your back. I don't know. Yeah, that I would agree with that. I thought like something to measure progress, like you're getting help from these, um, the road figures and they're gifting you some more things to help you on your journey. My, um, thought about it was like maybe like social standing like a measure of your kind of as you go through life you are kind of your scarf kind of tells your story Mm -hmm. and then as you kind of so basically that is sort of the more the longer your scarf is you um you accrue sort of light on it and And for uh, this poor character the more shit you've been through right yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um but that will enable you to jump higher you know Mm -hmm. make make life easier and you can kind of, I consider that to be kind of like money or, or mm. wealth of some kind. So, cause mm. you can kind of, you know, if you have a partner that, you know, that could be kind of like a roommate or a romantic partner or something mm-hmm. where you're kind of pooling your resources to work together. And I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of an interesting thing. It's great that you say that because um, I didn't mention this when we were playing, but 
sometimes, you know, when you collect the little scarf pieces, yeah. sometimes they're scattered in the wind and they sort of resemble the shapes of dollar bills. <laughs> so I kind of got that. <laughs> okay. There you go. There I don't you go. think that's the intended. I think they're just literally pieces of scarves. But to me, they did kind yeah, of look there's like, like, like refill stations yeah. and stuff a little bit. Right. And, and kind of, I, I liked... Uh, the early parts of this game a lot where you're, you're yeah. just kind of dicking around the desert and uh, <laughs> dicking around the desert. You well, know, I, I, think, I think this little character would be offended if you said he was dicking around. <laughs> he gets Maybe later, but I mean, <laughs> no, because it does kind of have that like it's very simple at first. It's very childlike. You yeah, know, there's yeah. not a lot of there's no enemies. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of hardship. And I think that was obviously on purpose. It's a yep. very clear gradient. I think it's also really cool. Like this is very subtle, but as you move through the sand, you you see it like move under your feet. Looks great. It, yeah, it, I was it, like, say gl- that. You like glide along the sand, and it moves with you. All the effects, because the I wind was think, effects. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about fucking uh, Halo, which we just talked about. There's how no you weather. can't even like leave any footprints or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like fuck you. Yeah. Ten years later, and how many more millions of dollars? Yeah. Try hundreds of millions. <sighs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So I, you know, it's a very straightforward game. It's very short. We should say. Yeah, it's about um, two hours or so. It's supposed yeah, to be maybe yeah. like a little over two hours, but yeah. you're just kind of wandering around these environments, um, and you get the impression that maybe there was like a fallen civilization. I was um, going to say that because there's all the ruins everywhere. There's like some uh, murals. Yes, and right. um, eventually you run into these big flying kind of machine things. The bone dragons? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and those I, I was freak me out. I was curious what you guys got out of those things. Yeah, they're they're interesting, right? Because when they spot you, they take away pieces of your scarf. Yeah. So, like, uh, like Beppy, when we were, you're talking about the um, your scarf represents maybe your social standing. Now that kind of puts a light bulb in my head here. Are these little bone dragons people who try to put you down and take away your social standing after well, you've gathered so much? Well, that are like organizations or systems. Yeah. I was thinking like because because there's kind of a sub story that is being told in the murals where mm-hmm. these things kind of brought about yes the end of it. And I always thought maybe like technology or like nuclear weapons or something because you you see them kind of awaken and they're all like underground and stuff like that there's i mean i don't think anytime you have i don't think there's like a perfect analog for everything but it's just kind of like what did i get out of this you know what kind of vibes was it putting in? i think well a big takeaway of this game is that your character i mean i don't want to use the word journey when i talk about the (laughs) game journey it's just a perfect title Yeah, yeah it really is well i really think a lot of this game is is the elements and things are fighting it's very simple mm-hmm. fighting against you to get to that mountaintop yes yeah. also mountaintops and hills very symbolic mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's you know earth and heaven yep. you and progress you and where you want to go it almost sounds very meta of me to say that where it's like, oh, these dragons are getting in your way, but they're also getting in your way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what Profound I mean? Profound stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. that, but I feel like that is the intention of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas and, you know, um, you're on some sort of. I to me, this game is a more. I don't want to say religious game, but religious e sort I think of it plays game. a part. It's like a rite of passage yeah. or a yeah. prophecy or something. Well, they they talk a lot in the in the behind the scenes about. Mm-hmm. You know Joseph Campbell and the the monomyth and everything, mm. and I feel like a lot of people because I've read Hero with a Thousand Faces, it's very interesting. But I feel like a lot of people just kind of like that's their go to. Mm-hmm. Like it's really this game is is kind of get tapping into that where you have something that could feel universal. Like um, I don't know about yeah, I don't, I don't know how it, it's kind of just like trying to illustrate the path of life. Yes, and yeah. you know how you 
you know, your struggles and, yeah. and your, your goals and everything. And, um, so I said, I did want to mention, um, so you, you kind of go through this, the city, uh, this ruined, ruined city, mm-hmm. uh, after the desert, you kind of go into this almost, it feels like an underwater area a little yeah. bit, yep. but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a really cool part I wanted to bring up where you uh, are getting chased by those things and you're sliding down and they get stopped by a big barrier. Yeah, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Really cool looking scene. But then you kind of you you kind of wind up on that mountain and mm. you're um you're you're kind of trudging up the snow and it's really really miserable. I think there were two <laughs> parts that jumped out to me. Um the second one was that. Yeah. The first one was when the desert starts to look kind of scary. There are snow uh, snowstorm. There are uh, sandstorms and it's dark yes. and the wind is kind of pushing you back and you yep. and you can kind of feel it like hitting off your character's face. You know what's so funny is that yeah, I I neglected to bring this up on either of the last couple episodes, but I wanted to mention that this game does that better than Metal Gear or Halo. Yeah. Because like of course. It it has it has pretty much if you reach sort of the edge of the map the wind will blow you yeah. back on course mm-hmm. and then like i was thinking about like how in the other games we just talked about there's like a timer like go go back to your mission or yeah, else yeah, yeah. like jesus christ that's so like i know artless I know, you know it's, it's, <laughs> i always find it great when um when a game can like can take some sort of artistic direction or make invisible walls something that bleeds into the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. like Journey yeah. with the sandstorms. Yeah. Un- unlike you know maybe something like Halo where it's just like hey you got to go back now. Ten seconds. Right. Well, exactly. Something else I want to bring up too because Nick and I did a pass the controller when yeah, we played through yeah, Journey. Yeah. Whenever there was a white loading screen, we would switch. Okay. And Nick did most of the snow part. Yes. What I thought you and I were. Do you know what what happened when you and I went on this journey? Yes. (laughs) What I what I what I thought was very endearing was when you were in the snow part. You and I were really rooting for this guy. Oh oh, yeah. When you have to like hide behind the tombstones of probably your people. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. As you're hiding behind the, the the tombstones from the wind, and we're like, "Come on, buddy, you can, you do, can it. do it! Come on, let's go, push it!" Right? You can <laughs> you're, do you're it. You're starting to get slower and slower. Yeah. And if you get hit by one of those things, it takes a big chunk of your scarf off. Yes. It, your uh, the light source is is draining a lot more rapidly. Yeah. In, in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that that whole desert part reminded me a lot of like that. You remember in Ocarina of Time when you have to follow the ghost? I was thinking that it, it, as soon as you were you were just you were talking about the desert a few minutes ago with the sandstorms yeah haunted I, wasteland yeah, or whatever haunted yeah. Or whatever yeah, yeah pretty yeah. cool oh, um, but yeah that this that i mean so nick told me a little bit about his experience with this part but i think he had the intended reaction nick do you want to talk about it <laughs> sure yeah. so greg you were definitely suppressing your reaction to me when i said this mm. in the snow part toward the very end i was that's when i started talking about like man we're really pushing along i'm really rooting for this guy come on man come on man and then he falls in the ground. I'm like, no! What the fuck? <laughs> oh, you mean like when you slow, you walk slower and slower, and then you die? Yeah, and then oh. I was just, and you were probably thinking, oh, Nick, you poor son. You, you don't even know what's coming. Know what's gonna no, happen. I remember. I also, uh, I want to shout this out to uh, our previous guests on the show, John uh, and Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Journey with them ten years ago, and mm-hmm. we beat it in one sitting. Oh yeah, cool. So. When I remember like like John and I and no one we were playing this part and you kind of notice your characters walking slow mm-hmm. really cool visual I don't know whether it's maybe symbolism or 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 not where you get past the 
uh, a final tombstone as mm-hmm. if you made it farther than anyone else and you still didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know what kind of told me that something, maybe something was bad was going to happen? Yeah. So it was something that we noticed. We didn't really pick up on it at the time, but this mm-hmm. is my interpretation of it. I, if there's another use for this gameplay wise, maybe you two know, or maybe someone in the comments knows. At a certain point, it was very close to the end. There was this torch that you could light uh, mm-hmm. using the B button and yeah. it restored all of your scarf when you're in the air vicinity oh, yeah, of the torch. Yeah. Yeah. But then immediately when you leave, the scarf just basically disappears because it's cold. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm like, is it showing you that this is just futile? Yeah. Is it just a, this glimmer of hope that means nothing because this is how it's going to end? You yeah. get a little, a little kind of... A little breath boost. Of, breath of hair right. there, yeah. But, but it's, it's very short-lived. Maybe that's symbolic for the whole yeah. experience. I tried not to use the word journey there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, at this point, uh, so over the course of the game, when, whenever you hit those checkpoints, you're kind of greeted by another member of your tribe who mm-hmm. appears much taller. Uh, they're in those white robes mm-hmm. and um, maybe kind of like a spirit of some kind. Yeah, the Temple or, of Time, guys. Or, or, an, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. or an elder. <laughs> Um, and they kind of come to your rescue here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sort of we're open to interpretation what exactly is happening. Um, I think there could be, because initially I was like, is this like, a you know, when Frodo collapses in, in <laughs> Shelob's lair mm-hmm. and Galadriel like symbolically picks him up? Yeah. I wasn't sure if that's what was happening. I think because like the, the primary read that I got from it was that you actually die yeah. in the snow. And what winds up happening is that they, they, uh, give you they that you're kind of uh enlightened or or you know you you are, are uplifted your spirit is lifted into, into, the, into the heavens yeah and um there's this big fantastical sequence where the score is, is just you know yeah soaring and it, it looks like i think a lot of this was kind of sort of influenced by like tibetan imagery yeah. i i remember uh listening to an austin wintery interview mm-hmm. where he talked specifically about that musical moment of when you're flying up the mountain mm-hmm. and he said that took i i don't want to i'm probably getting the time wrong it took either like weeks or days weeks months just to do that because yeah. oh, it yeah, had to be it. perfect that's the, that's the moment yeah. as far as i'm concerned it's like where you because you're you're kind of being taken from your lowest point to your mm-hmm. highest yeah and um you're yeah. climbing up the waterfalls and you get all the the scarf the, dragons all, yeah and- all the all the dragons are now made of the fabric and everything yeah. and it's so what i was going to say earlier about the scarf thing was that it's it's like the longest it can possibly be yes. is, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. moment. And it's kind of one of the, and what I took away from that, if we're using social status as a lens here is that um, like, no matter what, once you die and you are, are entering this kingdom or whatever that, you know, it's kind of like the, the pawn and the queen go back in the same box. Like yeah. everyone's scarf is as long as right. it can be up there. Sure, you know sure. what you I know, mean? You guys want to hear something really, a really interesting point about yeah. that. Um, I believe in the soundtrack, the title of that specific song for that moment is called apotheosis, apotheosis yeah. which yep. means the highest point. Right. So you've reached the highest point. I thought that was really cool. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. And then they, they kind of very gently lower you back down to the ground. Yes. And you walk through the, the crest of the mountain and uh, it all fades out to white. Yeah. And a uh, beautiful game. There is kind of a, that reincarnation moment where you have it, over the credits, like the star comes out of the mountain and mm-hmm. lands back in the, uh, in the desert. Mm-hmm. And Nick, what was that thing you discovered about if you do this multiple times? Yeah. Apparently if you complete the journey multiple times, you gain the white robes. 
So you can kind of become one of those spiritual guides. Yeah, yeah, So like if you go to help people, you can appear in these white robes to help people throughout, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times you have to go through it to get those robes. Interesting to kind of give it. And I did notice that everyone else, because if you run into someone else, you can differentiate yourselves. Everyone has their own like symbol on Mm -hmm. their robes, which I thought was cool. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Which is what you project when you do that speech thing mm-hmm. kind of nice um so that's the whole game but i just wanted to um yeah. i wanted to kind of get into a post uh discussion here um so nick i mean yes. you've heard a lot about this game do you think it lives up to its own hype oh my god yes i think 100 percent. you know i have written down right here i was wholly engaged the entire time throughout yeah. the entire i know it's a short game so yep. you know you don't need to have the much of attention span to get through that but like i did like i was almost reluctant to give greg the controller yeah like, no i want to play <laughs> yeah. so, this is my journey right yeah but like man because I, I i don't know i think even though the game doesn't actually tell you anything or say much i can't say this for a lot of games even ones that have rich storytelling or dialogue i was really rooting for this character and i really wanted to see where this journey yeah <laughs> ended but like and I just wanted to keep going. Yeah. And that, I think it's one of these, it's, it's, it's kind of a cliche, but this game says a lot by saying nothing. Yeah. Yep. Right? It's great. And, and there are games that say a whole lot, but don't actually mean anything. They don't say fucking anything. Yeah. Like Silent Hill 3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, another question I had for you is what do you think the most important aspect of this game is that contributes to its success? Um. Oh, wow. In my opinion, I think uh, what is the most important aspect? Such a, such a weighty question for me. It is the progression of the uh, of the landscape, mm. where you start off in soft desert, you go to underground, you go to sandstorm, and then you go to snow and mountain. Yeah. So you're actually making progress, and by that I mean, you guys uh, kind of. Um, it's not really a video game theory, but it's kind of a design mantra that some developers have. If I can see it, I want to be able to go there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think with Journey, you get that in both like a physical and symbolic sense, and it's mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. That when you get to the snow part, the wind is pounding, you're hiding behind gravestones, but you can see it. Yep. It's yes. right there. I want to make it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it start. they do such a great job with progression, and the game's only an hour and a half. Yeah, that for me, I think it's the progression of it's not just cute. It gets scary, questioning, and then you really root for the guy. Yeah, I um, I was going to say like the presentation for me, definitely, um, you know, like kind of art direction and music where you have what is inherently a very simple and universal concept, but it doesn't look bland and it doesn't sound bland like you're, you know you're kind of celebrating like the vibrance of human life here. Nick, what do you think most important? You know, you two already brought up really great points and I don't disagree. I mean, I might agree, like I might lean more toward what Greg says, but for the sake of being different, Mm -hmm. I think um, the, while while the presentation as a whole is super important, uh, I think what they did with, not even just the music, but the sound effects yeah. were just so incredibly well done with these little tiny details. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, Greg, you noticed I was probably getting on your nerves because in every single area, I was hitting the B button a bunch of times to see what sound came out. See what the one of those things it changed. Get, yeah. It changed, but differing on the area you were in. As you lower, get uh, higher. older, higher up the mountain, it gets weaker. Yes, yeah, exactly. Also, like, hat tip to uh, Austin Wintry, where yeah. the opening cello theme is brought back on different instruments throughout yes. the soundtrack. Yeah, and yep. it's very dynamic, too. Yeah. Like uh, with uh, each new element that's added. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I thought something that was really cool detail about the music. I didn't realize it when I was playing it. You can't turn the music off. Oh, really? It's not an off. You can't do that. 
Wow. Where in most games you can turn it off. I mean, it's good. If Yo, you can't. good. Bro, yeah, right. bro is that in, the, that in the contract? Yeah. Like, <laughs> which I think is really cool because, you know, this game is, it's so, the soundtrack to this game is so important for what it's trying to do. Yeah. I mean, um, if anyone's interested, uh, this specific point I have here is from a really cool uh, uh, video essay that I that I watched called The Story Hidden in Journey's Soundtrack. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'll drop it in the YouTube description. Make sure to like and subscribe. I'll drop it on the yeah. YouTube subscription mm-hmm. uh, description uh, when this is done. But it talked about all the things that the soundtrack does, and it brought up one specific small detail that I didn't notice when we had co-op mm-hmm. with that one person. Uh, it brings in different instruments. Oh, okay. When there's a co-op person, cool. I believe there's a it's a harp and then a violin or a viola mm-hmm. rather that come in, which is pretty cool. And the further you are from away away from each other the further, the more distant the music sounds. Oh, nice. Which right I'm on. like, that's so cool. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Poor good engineer. Job, who yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's such a cool little detail and I'm glad they did it. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think we can all pretty much say that this makes a compelling case for games as art here. Yes. Um, yeah. I think we're all in agreement about that. Um. I guess I think one last question I had about Journey is in the vein of um, how his objective was, he wanted... Uh, something that was other than defeat, kill, win. And I was mm-hmm. just curious if you guys had any thoughts about how games can take that further in the future. Do you mean Genova Chen? That was his uh, design philosophy So there. it's not defeat, kill, win. Wow. Wait, I, do you know what I'm a little bit surprised at? Uh, by going up the mountain, that's not win. You know what I mean? That's n- You know what I mean? Or does he mean the I, journey is not I guess defeat, like you're, you're not gonna... You're not gonna kill you, something you, to win you, the game. But if you play the game you're going to get up the mountain. Like you can't right. fail. There's no failure. I think, you know, I think this, the only thought I have, I'll just be humorous because this game is perfect. Yep. Like we shouldn't even like grade it at the end. Yeah. So my only thought on that is this game did that so much better than beyond two souls. Where, <laughs> okay. Where, I want you to think about this. I think it was the same year too. It's very, oh, really? it's very yeah. close. This game, you cannot lose. You walk at objective and you will always get to the end. In Beyond Two Souls, you also can't lose, but it's fucking terrible. <laughs> and I and it's, sure. it's one of these like very disparate things mm. where it's so funny that you asked that because my initial thought was other people have tried it and failed. Right. David Cage. Um, so mm. I don't know what a good answer to your question is. It is funny that you maybe say just that, something though. to think about. Yeah, but it, it maybe just be something to ponder because I I Nick, before you yeah. go on. I've experienced games that have tried to do this and they are boring as shit. Yeah. Like it just is not as successful. It it's maybe it might be a testament to the other things in the game. Aesthetic, art design, visual, Nick, but continue. I was gonna say it's pretty interesting how you bring up that you can't fail. You yeah. as the character can't fail, but off screen, a lot of this character's little buddies or ancestors did fail. That's true. Because you see their tombstones everywhere. So it's really interesting how you build off of their failure and mark your progress. And that it, it kind of yeah. motivates you to keep going. Yeah. It's so sad to me that you get the farthest and die. I know. Oh. But you know, you, you make you, it. You fulfilled. You, make it. you, you did, in, you did in your a way, part. Yeah. You continued the, the journey. journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now that we've got all that out of our systems, yeah, uh, should we take a quick break and then jump right into Abzu? What do you think, guys? Yeah, all right. Let's jump right in. Let's do it. Dive right in, as we should say. (laughs) Oh! Here we go. Never going to have me on an episode again. You ready? Abzu, uh, I picked as a sort of sister uh, game to Journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you guys 
would probably agree in mm-hmm. some senses um, after playing it. Uh, I don't think you guys had played it before, right? No. No, Nick and I played it for the first time like a week ago. Oh, you yeah. hadn't played it? I didn't. I had not oh, played it interesting. before. Okay. No. So I played it on Game Pass a couple of years ago, and I thought it was an interesting game. And I, I totally saw kind of it was like from some of the people who made Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and Austin Wintery did the soundtrack again. Mm-hmm. Art director is the same, right? Matt Nava is his yes. name. Yes. So yeah, right. the last time we had uh, that game company and Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and now we have Giant Squid Studios and 505 Games. Mm-hmm. And this came out four years later, 2016. And uh, Matt Nava was talking about how uh, he's a big lover of scuba diving. Uh, lover of the ocean and the natural world. And I thought all that came across very well in this game. Um, I think this is what I wanted really to illustrate here is that what a lightning in the bottle experience journey was. And mm-hmm. you can kind of do it again, but not really. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, I mean, um, not to, you know, in any way like disparage, you know, the the developer or anything like that. No. It I do think Journey is more successful at doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um like this game, I think I I'd call it good, but it's you know it's not, it's not like Journey. it's not like the it's not the home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I this game it it's tough to describe where we Nick and I played this together. Mm-hmm. It's very you know what it is? Like, I kept finding myself saying, oh, this game is cute. Yes. While in Journey, I was like, holy shit, this game, like, breaks me down. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, I think, uh, I think, not to, not to, uh, you know, say anything negative about yeah. you or anything. But, oh, here we uh, go. Uh-oh. No, I mean, so I wanted to illustrate <laughs> one yeah. point here is that Journey was a universal thing about the human experience yeah. on purpose. Sure. Um, this game is a lot more about... The natural world. Mm-hmm. I know you don't have a, a particular soft spot for animals, so I don't. maybe that, maybe that uh, yep. that came in here. But yep. um, I am I am very fascinated by the deep sea and okay. all the things that dwell within it, and um, preserving sort of the ecosystem that I think is being very kind of you know if, if, just look around you. Yes, uh, it's it's awful, and a lot of this game is kind of about that and sort of resetting the natural order of things and mm-hmm. undoing some of the damage that that humans have done. Um, so this game, I would like to mention that the the, the title is very odd. So yep. I had to look it up. A lot of um, different meanings for this title, I found. Yes, for sure. So I think the, the primary one I saw was that it is the Sumerian name for uh, divine life-giving waters yep. or mm-hmm. the primeval sea. Exactly, yep. Um, I think that that comes through a lot where you have some strange experience. So this is a scuba diving game, essentially. Yeah. And um, what I really liked about it and what I think was absolutely the right move is that unlike a lot of swimming games, this has no like air meter or anything. Yeah. Yep. And the controls are comparatively pretty good. I did have to switch the pitch on this both of them. This is so funny. Where the first thing that Nick that I did when I got the controller was pause and then I think it's really interesting. The developer made the choice to switch the controls. It's right in front of you. Yes. Like yep. the only options are the sc- on the screen or or what uh, are change the uh, the perspective of the camera and the controls. Yes. I mean that was that was thoughtful. Very you know, thoughtful. Like, yep. Everyone is gonna play this game a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No air gauge, um, so you can pretty much fully explore. There's a couple moments where uh, you know this is like. Uh, what I was just saying, where if you wander a little too far, you'll get pulled back. I think your your helmet like mm-hmm. beeps or something. Oh, interesting. I don't know if we encountered that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, uh, again, very beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animations, the color in particular, the lighting, 
Um, and it's so cool about this game is that you they they put so much effort into the fish. Yes. Mm. And oh my god, like fucking everyone <laughs> under the sun is in do, this do game. You know what's so funny? One of the some of the f- most fun moments Nick and I had were like, dude, go get that thing. Like, go ride yeah. it. What is that? Go get the fish. What's the fish? You what can, is that? Because you can hang on to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, uh, go get the turtle. You're and, gonna get, go get him. Gotta get on the turtle. It'll tell you like what it is. Yeah. And, um, so cool. There's like, I, I guess. Uh, extinct or, or you know whatever yes, uh, race that, that you just like kind of uh, reboot or you yes. you put new ones into the world or whatever when mm-hmm. you touch those things yep and there's a lot of like there's the um, like you kind of like the the shark statues are like the bonfires the almost yeah. where you kind of sit down and meditate and you can go from from fish to fish and, mm-hmm. and see what it is yep and I was just so many times in this game I was just sort of mesmerized but like that looked like so much fucking work when they had that big school of fish oh like, my in the god tornado. Yeah, like, yeah 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 the yeah. fact that this isn't crashing right now is unbelievable yeah and what I thought was an interesting choice too about this game is that Every time I went up to the surface, there was like nothing, and it's like this—the story is beneath the waves. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's—it's yeah. it's not just—it's not you know kind of. It is you not with without its surprises, though. You know what I mean? No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, from the start, it's pretty, pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just kind of exploring these first couple, uh, I guess, sandboxes or ocean boxes. We'll say. Yep, we'll Ooh. say ocean boxes. Um, and you you wind up. Uh, you have to kind of. It's similar to Journey where you have certain checkpoints and you're opening up. There's like sort of this cosmic ocean beneath the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of SpongeBob logic here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I thought it was, I mean, that's what I thought of. Thanks for the thumbnail inspiration. Yes. Oh, geez. You're welcome. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. So, but this is kind of, it's a very sort of, you're, you're just sort of this, uh, this diver and like a yellow suit and you're just kind of exploring you know wordless uh there is a, a, a kind of another kind of dark souls moment pretty early on where you run into a shark mm-hmm. he eats your little buddy he, he so you you find these uh little drones or whatever yeah um you activate them and they open up you know coral or whatever for you little robotic kind of things mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of like the bridge wyvern where he just kind of grabs <laughs> it and then like right. goes away and so you, you have this kind of because they really mythologize like the great white shark in this mm-hmm. game. There's only one. And uh, that that's a pretty early, interesting story moment. Um, and as you go, like I was surprised because I was like, okay, how much are they really, how much diversity is there really going to be? Because mm-hmm. with journey, you have like desert city, mountain, etc., yeah. And this is all under the ocean. Mm-hmm. And they, as it turns out, there's quite a bit. Um, so after you kind of explore these first couple areas, there's, you get like sort of deeper and deeper mm-hmm. into the ocean. And there's that really awesome, you guys remember this part with, uh, all the whales. Yeah. Like, that might be my favorite part of the game. I was diving awesome. with the whales. That was so yep. cool. Yeah. And you just, it's, you kind of closing in on their, their eye. It's another one of yeah. those almost sideway perspectives. Yeah. Right? yeah. They're so big and I'm like, whoa, it, it really, so cool. it does a yep. good job of making you feel like a, and I have a big, like. I have a phobia of being mm-hmm. like it, like that low in the ocean, and there's like things that are that big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you have you ever seen those those big like not even giant squids like the the really really yeah. big yes. ones. They're like fucking close to the Earth's core or something. They're yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. They're way that's way. The hell I don't know down what they're there. feeding those guys, but <laughs> they look like aliens. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's it's bonkers. And so, there are giant squids, just like the company name in yep, this game. There are giant squids. Yeah, it's great. yeah. It's and I touch. think they they do a good job. There's actually kind of an ecosystem where some fish will eat others. Yes. and stuff too. That's right. Um, 
really cool game. Uh, you kind of um, see like the loop, I guess. Like there's not like it's like Journey where there's not like a ton to do. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're just kind of progressing and progressing. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, I thought this was really cool. Where you find sort of this big um, machine, yeah, that's I mean, super, the pyramid things. It's, it's yeah. very, it's very ominous. It's like an upside down pyramid, and there's all those uh, Galaxy Quest mines that are uh, blocking your progress. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, but this is not on the developers. Okay, this what? is on me. Okay, I couldn't take the little pyramid things seriously because they very closely resemble the Evil Council ship from Kung Pao. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw them like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good not point. on me, but I couldn't take this seriously. Yeah, they after move, that. they kind of move in the same way too. Yeah, exactly. Like they do in the sky. They're not French though. Right. No, but, they're um, not French. <laughs> but I like the I like the sound effect on these when you get too close to them. It sounded really cool. Yep. Yeah. And they can they can zap you. I don't think in either game there's like a there's no death state. Yeah, yeah. You it's can just kind of, of get hurt but keep going. It yeah. just kind of incapacitates you. Right. Yeah. I did like in this game, I don't know if you noticed where the uh the flippers are kind of like your cooldown when you do that like boost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll just like grow back kind of. It's pretty cool. Um so this big sort of uh upside down uh French pyramid in the ocean <laughs> is uh it's clearly <laughs> sort of like this man-made artifact where um like they were drilling for something Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's a very kind of industrial vibe and you see the great white shark. He's like stuck under something and you help him out of it. Yeah. And then later on as you, it's, it's very kind of tenuous because you have to avoid these mines and it kind of looks like, like a crash, like submarine or something. Mm -hmm. You're walking around and, um, it's, it's sort of, it's a pretty tragic scene where the shark is trying to like, attack it and he gets like shocked yeah yeah and then can't make it. it's like a big big sort of emotional moment where you're like, yeah it's so weird you know <laughs> i never really knew what to think of the shark right because he eats your little buddy so am i like is this guy supposed to be the villain at, i don't at first really know. and then you kind of you warm up because you, you save him yeah you, lift it, the you, level up. you you put your arm on him and and kind of comfort him, him mutual out. respect i guess yeah and um and he dies right and uh, it's it's pretty tragic because you realize. I think that's for me when the game sort of clicked and when I yeah, figured me out too. what it was about. Can I say something weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm definitely wrong. I'm 100 percent wrong. But when we were first going through this game, we got to that part with all the upside down pyramids. Did the exact uh, segment that you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, I had the inkling. I was like, wait are we the baddies right now? Because I was like, guy? is this some like ocean defense system that we're trying to infiltrate? Well, you said I, I neglected to mention that yeah. I remembered what happened because mm-hmm. they show, um, they show the little drones in like mm-hmm. a hologram. Then yeah. they show the pyramids mm-hmm. and then they show you. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then you kind of see like another you on mm-hmm. the floor in that room. Yes. And then right. at this point, when the shark attacks the big thing, it lets out a big shock wave a lot of your body gets like fried off yes. and, it, and it reveals kind of that you are like a mechanical robot. Thing. Yeah. A like humanoid. an automaton or something. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was fascinating because I was like, what are they saying here? So it's basically like, I think some, on some level it's sort of that like technology can be used for good or evil, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like either or, um, and on some level it has like a conscience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think part point. of it is like humans either reconnecting with nature or what we've done to harm it. Yeah. Cause it also harmed us back. Yes. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that was, in- and there's a lot of, cause y- you have the, 
upside down triangle on your back too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, what I was thinking about this is that ever you know, you start paying attention to these these symbols, you're going to start seeing them everywhere. Mark yeah. my words. <laughs> but the upside down triangle is very kind of um, associated with like destruction and, yes. and the mm-hmm. masculine, mm-hmm. whereas the normal triangle would be it's like body shapes kind of is like wow. the, um, the normal triangle would be feminine, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the ocean, the, yeah. the mother, everything. You, know. mm-hmm. um, you can't see it, but I'm like rolling my eyes. <laughs> but um, no, I think that's what maybe what they were going oh. for is this kind of like it's intruding into the ocean, making a huge mess mm-hmm. and everything. And there's not a whole lot left to the game. There's a part where you kind of you explore some ruins like the other game. Yeah, I yeah. believe I could be wrong. Don't you uh, cooperate with the spirit of the shark to solve puzzles at the end of the game? Yes, yeah. I so believe you, I you think do. You, you kind of um, you reconnect with it here because mm-hmm. this is very it's it's clear this is like the lowest point because you start seeing like dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, like kabutops and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, I thought this part of the game because I was like, wait a second, so this is like prehistoric shit. That's where like Nick and I were like, what's going on here? Like, right. are you? Are you getting so far into the ocean that you're discovering these species still exist? Are you reviving the species? What are we doing? Like, yeah. I didn't quite know what was I going on. I think that the whole cosmic ocean thing was sort of, it's a, uh, it's a, a, a wormhole sort of between mm. time. Mm. Okay. So you're kind of seeing the ocean as it was. And okay, okay. Years ago. Sure, sure. And then you're kind of linking it all back together. Mm-hmm. And so what winds up happening is you have a very, a sequence very similar to the end of Journey, yes. where you are um, r- uh, riding alongside this, the spirit of the shark, yeah. shattering all these like I gotta mines say, and stuff. That part was hype. I loved doing that. Oh yeah, you know, you get the shark buddy, you're cruising along, you're like, yeah, let's go. It yeah. was yeah. it was sweet. I yeah. loved doing that. And um, and that's pretty much the end of the game. Is because you know you've you've cleared it. I think like a. Uh, like moss and seaweed starts to overtake all the metallic stuff. Yeah. And something I thought was pretty cool was that during the credits, like it abandons you as a camera point. You just kind of, it becomes passive where you're, you can still swim around, but you'll be in the background. Like you'll like the, all the other sea creatures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty rad. Um, I think for me, I think the moment where the game kind of came together for me is when you can get out of the water and walk around. That was kind of interesting. Do you know yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So that was very interesting to me. Where I think, Nick, do you know what this game was? I think in a contrast to Journey, I think this game was a little bit, the game. The games are very short. Yes. This game was a little bit of a slow burn, but you get a ton at the end or the, or the latter yeah. half. Big payoff. We're like, after you know, the, the, sh- the, you know, the shark eats your buddy, you're like, oh, do we hate the shark? But then the shark Get, like get shocked and dies then you comfort the shark mm-hmm. but then you get your own legs blown off <laughs> i'm like what is going on here and so but then when you get out of the water remember i think we had a moment here where i said it's not telling me where to go do you get out of the water and you, you do. do yeah it's interesting and i think um f- for me i think i think with abzu maybe it, it didn't uh, co- it didn't click for me in terms of I, I hate just saying on mic, I didn't get it. Or like, we're like the cosmic ocean. Like, is this, you said it was almost like a wormhole or like a time sort of 
Uh, That's that was just my interpretation. Yeah, you're probably right because I didn't know what was happening in this. Like yeah. whether the the two time periods are coming together, are you reviving them? Were That's you, what I were, took. You, were you sent here to bring them back? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my thought. That, yeah. You know, after when when the whole like ocean everything started, when you do the end of the game, things become more green. The ocean starts coming back. Yeah. That's when I sort of yeah, eliminated yeah, yeah. the thought from my mind of okay, we're not the bad person unless yeah. oceans. Or are you bad. were actively, like, or maybe you are a bad undoing it, redeeming or you're undoing yourself, it, like you're a part of that society you're trying to stop it right yeah. could be something like that you know can i bring up an interesting yeah. point that you make about getting on land yeah so when we were playing it we got on land and we started walking around you made an offhand comment like oh of course you can't boost on land of course you can only walk it's really very slow. clunky and yeah. i said you know after that i was like that is 100% intentional. Yeah, oh, yeah. They yeah, want yeah. to make the water the focal points yeah. and make you more fluid. You do fluid feel like the- like a fish out of water. Yes. Yeah. And say. I thought that was a really cool little detail. Um, yeah. And I think uh, one of the last little points I wanted to bring up is for privacy, no names will be named, but one of our friends uh, plays this with his daughter. Oh, that's and I great. thought that was really cool. He's like, oh, wow. Like uh, not, a, not an avid gamer or anything. He's like, oh, yeah, I love that game. I play with my daughter all the time. I'm like, that's kind of cool. That, I can see why like dads or like, parents and kids would, would want to play this with each other. Somewhat you know, educational, you know, with the oh, names of the fish and stuff. And you know what? Because after you beat it, uh, I'm not sure if Journey allows you to do this. I don't think so. But in Abzu, you can select what area of the ocean you want to go back to. Right. So if you're playing with your kids and they say, no, no, I want to go back to the I prehistoric like the region. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go back to the whale part. So you can do that. You can go and find all different fish. I thought that but was dad, great. Let's ride the manatee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was sick, by the way. Yeah, it was manatee. cool. Yeah. Yeah, cute game. Um, I, I think I, I'm pretty much in agreement with you here where... I would consider Journey like maybe like a nine out of ten, and Abzu like a seven out of ten. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, are we doing grades? Because I, I mean, I'm these grading. are these are very short games. I for me, I think Journey is an A mm-hmm. because I don't know what else I could ask f- from it. Yeah. Like I don't know. It completely achieves what it set out. Yeah, to we're do. like to me, Journey made sense right from the get go. I understood the symbolism. Um, you know, there is mountain. I go. You know, and it's you really root for the guy, and it's so. It's like everything about it is great. The colors and it's beautiful and I get the symbolism and it like, and I, I felt so emotional playing it. And I think with- The ending hit just as hard in Journey for me as oh, it did the first time. Oh, me too. Like, God damn. Yeah, I know. It hit me so bad. I, th- I think it's an A. I think I think you're right. I think Abzu for me, if Journey is an A, Abzu is like, it's like a C plus or yeah. like a B minus. Like it, it's just- Nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. I. It's also like you said, like you have a- a bigger soft spot for maybe like animals and, and creatures than I do. Listen, I'm not a psychopath. Like, <laughs> I don't listen. I, I, I can't believe you brought that up. I just thought it would be funny. It is funny. Listen, let's lay down the facts here. I, I don't have any pets. We like, did have pet fish when we were younger. We did though. have pet fish when we were younger. Yeah. I don't have any pets. It's not an interest of mine. So there are probably some aspects of that that just didn't click with me. Like I don't get it. Right. Um, but Nick, why don't you go ahead with so, grades? Um, what I want to say first is, um, so I, played abzu before journey oh yeah and i think i'm glad i played abzu first okay because i think you know it sounds this sounds bad but journey's the better game right so i feel like it's better to not start with the better game because yeah, if i had played journey and then abzu i might have just thought abzu was just a lesser journey sure so sure by playing it first i have a more of appreciate appreciation of what i was trying Started to on do its own merits so yeah. can i just say one thing because you know you know the interesting thing about about abzu and i guess other similar games like similar and other games that take place underwater like subnautica you all love water levels right and this game took an entire game based on a water level and it made it work and and, and it wasn't painful right and i think that's a a lot it's a great point like 
everybody That's fucking hates water. Yeah, I'll you made that. a water level that people genuinely enjoy playing. <laughs> and I, I genuinely enjoyed my time with Abzu. And I did too. I, I'm, li- I'm like you, Beppy, where I, I fucking love fish, right? The, my highlight of this game, I mean, not just eating fish. I like, you know, like like manatees and fish and sharks and whatnot. Not eating manatees right, and sharks. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. be careful. The <laughs> highlight of this game for me was probably riding on the giant turtle. Oh, me too. That was so cool. And honestly, one of my nitpicky parts is I could not screenshot while I was riding oh, the turtle. Oh, I know. This Darn. game is so screenshotable. And I on, don't know why. Did we play it on Xbox? We did. For some reason, screenshotting was not very like, I don't know easy if it was to do. My, I don't know if it was my Xbox or if it was the game itself, but I tried to get screenshots of me riding the fish and it didn't work. That's okay. something I'd like to try to do because I don't know how to do it on any console. <laughs> so... Uh, but don't worry, you can see us riding some fish in the content for the YouTube video. Yes, we did record ourselves for, playing for doing it. that. We have the actual. <laughs> oh, but I didn't give my grades. I should probably do oh, that. Oh, sure. Videos, so yeah. Journey, I would rate an A. It's like, an A. I don't think Journey does anything wrong. And I just it, don't know what else I would want from it. I don't want anything else from Journey. Yeah. No. I think the main difference between Journey and Abzu for me, I would rate Abzu probably maybe a B minus yeah. because I do like fish and I like the underwater <laughs> stuff. But what, what the big takeaway for me is in journey, I was really rooting and invested in this character in Abzu. I didn't feel that I, I was either. more invested in the environments yeah. and what you could see mm-hmm. rather than what the character's goal was. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes a but lot of sense. Journey. I was invested in this character the entire time. Yeah. yeah. So that's, Very those are my grades. That's well said, Nick. I Thank agree. You. Right. Yeah. On. And um, do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts on these two as a whole? Oh, you know, I actually did have one thing I wanted to bring up. Sure. So with games like this, these short two hour experiences, a tough part for me is how much am I willing to spend on a game like this? Yeah, sure. So with Jer- I bought these games both on sale. I think if you look as of today, Journey is very cheap. It's like six dollars. Yeah. But Abzu is still about 20. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where that's what I saw. Uh, I got it on sale for about seven dollars. So that's where I struggle with these games. I admire yeah. the artistic direction and how much their art and their art and everything they try to do. But I struggle with do I sp- I don't know what these games cost when they came out. But do I spend full, full, full dollar on a game that's a two hour experience? Yeah, that's where I struggle with them. Well, like I said, I, I played Abzu on Game Pass yep. and it was it was it left enough of an, of an impression on me to want to get it again. I think I paid less than 10 for both. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I can go look at my receipt for Journey in 2012. <laughs> I think it was 20 bucks. OK. And I, th- I, I think for uh, speaking for like John and Noah and myself, mm-hmm. it was well worth the price of admission. Yeah, I. It's so hard to put, a, I think, a monetary price on an experience like totally. this. Totally. Yeah, I'm going to... That's you know I struggle. I'm going to bring up... Uh, we, sh- we should uh, close this down, but I'll bring up this. I mean, dude, I spend 15 bucks on a movie ticket. You're not that's gonna, you're, so true. You're not going to spend eight bucks on a game. Yeah. You're right. You know, even a game that's like a movie. That's yeah, yeah. Honestly, it might be a comparable medium. Yeah. Abzu and Journey, they're not like watching movies, but they're, they're cinematic closer. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great they're, point. They're about two hours. Yeah. So yeah, I would say so. Do you have any... Um, Final thoughts, Beppy, or should we close this down? I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's close this down. These are well worth your time. Um, also, I really want to check out the Pathless, which is the new mm-hmm. Giant Squid game. I haven't yeah. yet. I really want to. I guess also hoping yeah. that that uh, this is maybe not the first uh, indie-ish game yeah. uh, episode, but hopefully we do a lot more of these in the future. Yeah, Absolutely. right on. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been Journey and Abzu, and uh, Goddamn GameCube is signing off for now. Thank you.